Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I would. <laughs> I always want to do... Uh, we are live on, on YouTube now. But oh, I wish well, we could tell you what we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> Hello Egg Chasers and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously here in the Rugby Dungeon to dissect a monster week as the Pro 14 reaches a finale of the regular season as the Premiership builds to a crescendo and as all sorts of other rugby shenanigans are going on in the last week. JB is right there. Hello Timothy. Philip is there. Hello Tim. And I'm Tim. Um, good, good weekend gents? Oh, uh, well yeah. I'm sorry, I'm off mic. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit... I don't know what you feel, but I feel a little bit hazy today. What was last night? It's JB's belated birthday. Mm. It wasn't really my birthday, but I, I cooked a brisket. I wanted an excuse to cook a brisket. So I cooked a brisket, made some pastrami. Outside or in, inside what you were talking? Like you didn't slow cook it in a barbecue? No, what, I no? brined it for a week, and then I put it in a barbecue for six hours, and then I steamed it for, steamed it for six hours. Wow. And it was reasonable, to be it, fair. It was very, very good. It, the, the meat was sensational. But, be honest... For five sandwiches, because that's what we had, isn't it? We had five sandwiches. Yeah. It's a lot of effort for five sandwiches. So we did that, and then we went into the great city of Manchester, mm-hmm. so the, Cl- the Cloudwater Brewery. You've been there? No. It's awesome. Mm. It's really, really good. Good. And that was it, really. Great. Yeah. Excellent. And we drank a few Negronis, of course. Well, this is one thing I was going to say. I-, I think possibly this is the pinnacle of of our influence, you know, we, we we came up with the the phrase "prize winning marrow," which got ended up getting used yep. on television. We what did we speak about that Nick Mullins used in a in his commentary in a Six Nations game? Oh, it was uh, Dan Carter's Racing ninety two. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it was yeah, Nick. That was our thing on the podcast. And Nick Mullins said, "Oh, as we're contractually obliged to call it, Dan Carter's <laughs> Racing ninety two, which was from the podcast. Various other influences, but now Negroni is mainstream, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's." Ridiculous, and they're putting all sorts of ingredients in which do not belong in a Negroni. If it's nice, you're doing it wrong. But we got <laughs> we, we were contacted um, by who was it? I've got it here by Patrick Hall, who was in a local Lidl and saw them selling Negroni cocktails in Lidl. That's how mainstream it's gone. I know. And I think because of our influence, absolutely. I think we're going to move on though to just straight straight for net. Bra- I can't say it now. Fernet Branca. Fernet Branca. Oh, so straight I, Branca. I think for, for, for this season, till, the, till this season is done, we stick with the Negroni. And I'm going to say, as, as people enjoy playoffs and building towards the World Cup, we, pictures of Negroni and rugby tweeted, <laughs> tweeted to at Rugby Podcast. But if you go to a bar, uh, as I did in North Wales a few weeks ago, that has a twist on a Negroni that's not a Negroni. So it had um, 
was a Negroni basically with Prosecco. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, in fact, it was a Prosecco and Aperol Spritz. And Aperol Spritz is a separate cocktail which has Prosecco in it anyway. Just so if you have it like that, or if you go to All Bar One and they serve a Negroni with Tia Maria. Disgusting. That is not a Negroni. Mm. It's not. It's not. And I've got one other thank you as well. So at, at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us. Tweet us your pictures of you enjoying a Negroni and enjoying some rugby. If you're watching on YouTube currently... I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna strip for you because I haven't been in the in, in the rugby dungeon for the last two weeks, and so I haven't been able to say to Kieran John, former services man himself. Thank oh, you very oh, much. Yes. What have we got here? For oh, look at that! Nice Royal Navy jersey. That is, that is awesome. It's so simple, isn't it? A great kit. Oh yeah, and the Royal Marine Commando, the knife on the side. <laughs> I don't mind saying I do love the armed services. Kits, but I do feel like a fraud when, uh, uh, when I wear them. <laughs> I, mean, so, like, you know. I am, uh, I am now. If, when it comes to the services matches, I am, uh, I belong to the navy. That is an exceptional looking. That is an exceptional looking. I mean, top. Can- Canterbury have were in- exceptional. They start. They sort of went off the boil a little bit with some of their jerseys. I think this could point the way forward. For Matt, the very like, simple. Imagine if you had arms to fit to fit that shirt in. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not <laughs> wrong. Amazing. You're not wrong. So thank you very much to Kieran John. So JB is uh, has his my RF his jersey. RAF jersey. I have my navy jersey. Phil just needs an army jersey now. Yes. If anyone can source me an army jer- yeah. jersey, I would like to point let us out know. That the um, the RAF ladies did win this weekend. Very or, good. Or this week. But the RAF did, the men did lose to the Navy. Well, so. yeah, but you know, we need to cover these <laughs> equally <laughs> and evenly. Well, OK, then if you're covering rugby equally, who won the, the Tyrrells 15, Premier 15's final? I believe it was Saracens. They beat, they beat Harlequins by about 15 points. Correct. Oof, look at that. I mean, the Saracens have won the Sevens and the Women's and are still in the race to win two further trophies this season. Yeah, I have a feeling Sale will want to do something with women's rugby sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, because they've not got a team. It's Waterloo, the no, nearest. No, Waterloo's the nearest, nearest one. Team. I think they're going to do something, and that'll be quite exciting. I'll go and watch right if they're playing in uh, in Hayward Road. There's a lot of netball rugby club link-ups. Yeah, right. Wasps have a have a netball team, uh, which is loosely linked to the rugby. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned this because the girl guides were in the news this week, talking about breaking down barriers, yada yada yada, nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. And um, <laughs> nonsense. one of the um, uh, one of the things that they want is more girls playing rugby, which I am all for. However, I am not for girls playing playing rugby if it's going to be touch rugby. And it's not because I'm not for girls not playing touch rugby. I'm not for anyone playing touch rugby. <laughs> and there's also the touch rugby World Cup going on at the minute. <laughs> Who cares? Right. <laughs> but I tell you what, the netball World Cup, which girl guides already play, and I'd say. Anyone who's going to waste their summer playing touch rugby, man or woman, should actually sack that off immediately and play netball. It's not not far off rugby. Uh, netball it? is a far superior sport to, 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 to touch rugby. Far superior. I disagree with that. that well, you're wrong. You're simply wrong. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even subjective. It's, it's, subjective. Not subjective. It's, it's not subjective. Your opinion it's is not subjective. Like not so much of an opinion. I like touch rugby. I like touch rugby. The one thing I hate about touch rugby are the voluntary touches that people take. Oh, it's yeah. Garbage. Where the person with the ball reaches <laughs> out to be touched. That's it's, <sighs> it's stolen valour. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, I play rugby. Oh, do you? Who thought? Oh, well, it's kind of touch. All right. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what I'll move on with, and this is a nice way to kick off the... Uh, Joe Joe Marler. <laughs> I was thinking of you when that happened. Yeah. Because I know how much you hate the elongated rock. Well, again, I think that's. I mean, I know we were the first ones really to to start getting really pissed off I'm about pissed that off as well. It. I think it's a great thing. Oh, it frustrates, frustrates me because it's a te- box kick because oh. it's a technical it's a technical skill. 
Yeah, it is. It's but not, it doesn't not have really. Ten, it doesn't have it to is, take 10 it seconds is, to do it. Technical it. skin, four guys bending over. Don't get me wrong, it could be. What kind of technical skills... Yeah, it's just about as technical as pushing. You know, People have done congas in, since school days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I like it because you know it's just something which you've got to be good at. I, I would say this: the, the officials have to hurry it up. So as soon as they, they see people starting to elongate their rocks, you know, you've got well, basically a use it, use yeah. it, use well, it, agreed. use it. Now. And that's what Joe yeah. Marler was getting annoyed about and telling yeah. Nick White to get. He a, wasn't get a getting shuffle. annoyed. He was just being Joe Marler. Yeah, he was. He was just in his natural habitat. It was, it was brilliant. Even him in his pre-game interview with Hugo Monier was. Yeah. Uh, was, was, was that's right? <laughs> so you got a flesh-coloured t-shirt on anyway. Yeah, Jamie was just one. getting undressed. So we got a flesh-coloured yeah. t-shirt. So you looked topless anyway. Uh, yeah, even he, even with his old mate and teammate Joe Mar- uh, uh, Ugo Monia, Joe Marler was uh, was being mischievous. <laughs> yep, as always. Do you think there's any chance he could still go to a World Cup? A couple of injuries, he might get a phone call. I mean, it sounds like he wouldn't want to. I though, think from, he'd from have the... to make the phone call to Eddie, wouldn't he? Maybe. He's from from the interviews he gave when he um, announced his retirement for international rugby. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I think he sort of accept- six months ago, a bit longer than that. He's. It seemed like there was very little that could happen that would persuade him to go back and do it and spend that time away from his family. My mm. view on this would be: I think he'd jump at the chance to go to World Cup, but I also think that because he wasn't prepared to put in the work yeah. previous to it, it doesn't yeah. send the right. No, and, I, and I, I think I think I he think knows some that too. Would have an issue with that, yeah. Yeah, and I think he's perfectly comfortable with that. Yeah, saying mm. you know I'm just not putting the work. Yeah. But something would have to happen. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. Injured, I mean, you know? if if there were three injuries at loosehead prop, yeah. you'd want to be calling up Marlow. Oh, sorry, because he's got so much big game, so much international experience. You'd be mad not to. Yeah, here's a place to start. Let's um, the, vault, the vultures are circling currently. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a good bit of production. Um, <laughs> Newcastle Falcons are all but down. that's a a vulture sound apparently that Dean Richards (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah so I mean if you were a premiership club next season Newcastle have got a fair bit of talent how much of it are they going to lose and who would would you have going where who would be the best fit I mean obviously with my neutrals hat on uh, I would quite like to see Johnny Williams Come to the north to the northwest. I can see him going back to London Irish. Yeah. Now he's an interesting one. Yeah, isn't he? London because Irish would be interesting. Actually. As I understand it, I think he went to Newcastle because he was desperate to carry on playing prem- Premiership, and therefore went at maybe not his market value. So, well, and here's a, here's a curveball: could he go to a Scottish side? Because Gregor Townsend's been on to him. So has he? Yeah. Ah. Did not know that. He can play for Wales, Scotland and England. Yeah, just looked him up. His his middle names are Bledin Rees. Oh wow. So wow. He could maybe go to Wales. I'd have him in Wales. I'd have him in Wales in Dragons. Can I stop the vulture noises? Is that all right? Yes, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very hungry those vultures they really today. Are. Uh so good right, quality players, Gonover obviously is going to France. Sinotti's gotta be someone you'd have. Yeah. Yep. I mean who could, I mean, well, Nathan Earl's out for a year, so Quinn's could do with a winger. Nathan Earl's out for a year. Mm. What happened to him? Uh, I don't know what it is. It's knee, isn't it? I think <gasps> that's horrible. Yeah. So, um, so a winger to Quinn's might be a, might be a shout. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing the, the the big centre that they've got would go up to Scotland. Um, Chris Harris. Harris. Chris Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's um he's a 
uh, I'm sure he's from the Lake District, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. I think I, he's not the most Scottish person, is he? Uh, born born in Carlisle. There we go. There's, but, but there's uh, already some talk in the rugby paper today that uh, that Mark Wilson could be going on loan. Mm. That would be interesting. So re- two, and the two clubs linked to him are Wasps and Sale. So the one club that I think would make most sense. So Wasps have got a gap to plug with Nathan Hughes leaving. Yeah. Um, one club that really need him would be Leicester. They need. Yeah, they that'd need. Be a great shout. They need because him and Guy Thompson are both really good, aggressive workhorses, but Gritty can both northern flankers, but can both carry. Uh, like, you, they're they're great. I think that would be a really good fit for him. But do in a World Cup year. Do you want? I mean, in yeah. a World Cup year, do you want? Do you want? How much money do you want to spend on Mark Wilson? That'd be the yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, you're going to see him for half the season. Yeah, in, all in all probability. And a loan deal makes a lot of sense, really. Mm. You pay, well, almost a pay-by-play so type, Curry, type scenario. Curry, Wilson is what Sale could put out. Ross Curry, Ross Wilson. Curry Wilson. Yeah. Oh my word! Or Curry Curry Ross w- Wilson Curry Dupree. Oh yeah, yeah. Frightening stuff at the AJ Bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be that'd be exciting to watch. Well, fr- well, well, that might be exciting to watch, but of course it could be absolutely horrific to watch. That's probably the worst game of rugby I've ever seen live. I thought it was brilliant. Six all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Six, oh, sorry, six, six three. No, I was thinking. I was getting confused with the seven all at the wreck in December, which I, I was at. I was at as well. <laughs> and you, you made probably you the go. second worst yeah. game I've ever. You swore. Ever seen. You swore you would never see a worse game of rugby than that game at the <laughs> wreck, <did>. Tim. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was amazing in its um, in its own way, I guess. Uh, unbelievable, some might say. Uh, I want to talk about Bath, but before I do talk about Bath, and also tell you. What I do in the bath now? Why don't you tell me about Cornerstone Roses, Tim? Oh, wonderful, JB. Well, actually, uh, by the way, I've mentioned that because I shave in the bath. Well, and this this relate it actually relates Cornerstone Razors relate to that game at the AJ Bell because something you wouldn't have seen because you were there at the game watching. You wouldn't have seen the television commentary, the interview with Steve Diamond on sixty Minutes, where he made reference to the pubic hair. He did, didn't or, he? Or lack of pubic hair <laughs> of his players. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I th- I, see, I, I don't know whether he was talking about the male grooming habits of his team or whether he was making the point that um, some of his players are very, very young. Well, can I tell you? <laughs> um, yeah. he, um, he also described one of his team in the press conference after as, um, yeah, you know, he's a 6 foot 4 big lump, built, built like a doorman. We like doorman. Yeah, uh, about Matt Postlethwaite, who is one of the uh, one of the young guns like, with no pubic hair. But the game is the game is better. <laughs> <laughs> the game is just that's just how the youth uh, groom these yeah. days. And if that is the case, uh, and, and the game is better for Steve Diamond, and uh, and well, it definitely was the most entertaining thing to have happened in that eighty minutes, <laughs> with no question about that. First time I've ever heard a DOR talk about pubic hair. Um, but yes. Cornerstone razors, whether you are grooming, well, whatever part of your body you're grooming, but let's just assume it's your face for now, you will find no better razor than a cornerstone razor. We love them, they help us make the podcast, and they love us, which is why we can offer to you an amazing offer of a corner, well, six cornerstone razors in a presentation box delivered to you with your free engraved aluminium shaft that as uh, listeners of ours have pointed out stands up beautifully on the shelf in your bathroom your initials engraved on it weighty metal and 
all for four quid because you listen to us. Go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk forward slash eggchasers. I would. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Now, I want to talk about Bath. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've spoke about sale on this podcast once or twice before, but not really at length about Bath. Um, they're, they're awful. I mean, they are, <laughs> they're awful. I, and the weird thing is about it, okay, so I was lucky enough to uh, interview Toby Booth last week uh, on Rugby Dungeon, who is a really impressive character. Uh, met him at the AJ Bell this week as well. L- lovely guy. The coaches seem to be doing you know, a good job. They've got a good coaching setup. They've got good players. I just don't understand how... I don't understand how they can be as bad as they are. The bit I don't understand is, and... I think for a lot of Bath fans, they're glad to see the back of Todd Blackadder. Well, not in that sense, because I think everyone agrees he is one of the the loveliest men. Yeah, yeah. He is a, such a lovely man. I, I wanted to give him a hug, because I thought it might be the last time, probably is going to be the last time I, uh, oh, Tim. I, oh. I, I, I see him. Um, I, I, did, I did feel like I wanted to give him a hug as much as anything because of this. Whilst he's getting a lot of stick, his team in the last two games, away at Sale and away at Gloucester, have for 20, 25 minutes, gone out and executed a game plan perfectly. I have to question on that. Which 20 minutes did they do well in this week? I, I, I mean, that's a, seri- a serious question. Uh, so, uh, against Gloucester, they were, what, three, tr- two or three... Tr- uh, not the Gloucester game, yeah, uh, the yeah. sale game. And this, they were totally dominant for 20 minutes. Totally dominant. Hmm. They, they didn't convert as many points as they should have in that time, but they were playing a game plan absolutely perfectly. Khan Fotowili was... Um, and Freddie Burns were playing a really great tactical game. The pack were, were in charge. They were winning scrum penalties. They were dom- they were dominating. And then they just lose their heads, this Bath team. They give away ridiculous penalties and loads of them. And it's the same story in so many games, oh. which leads me to believe I I just feel really sorry for, for Todd Blackadder because it's not that's clearly not a coaching thing because they, they go out and do it and then lose their heads. It's a weird one, isn't it? And, and just to add to the Bath thing, which is a mystery... When I, I walked through the through the tunnel, said hello to you, and the first guy that I walked into was Max Laheef, who is bloody enormous, like it, it, uh, just he's, stupid big. But he's in great shape I was as well. Say, he's like GQ. That, it was unreal. Yeah. And then the second guy that I walk into was uh, Dave Atwood. Right now, <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly used to looking at professional <laughs> rugby players now, you, but but Bath are different. Le- I mean, Sale are a big team. Bath look like they might play, play in a different league. That, that's how, I mean, even the small lads, like Sam Underhill, are not small. Like, I, I thought, I used to think that Zach Mercer was quite small. He is not small. They are all absolutely enormous. And then the backs are absolutely rapid. And they just can't, they can't string anything together whatsoever. The, I would think, with the talent they've got, I think top four is a must. For any coach who goes there, oh, yeah. must. Yeah, top, yeah. Maybe even top two. No, they have, last couple of years, they have been unlucky with injuries. I mean, losing arguably your two best attacking threats and your two best young English players in Watson and Joseph for mm. uh, pretty you, much you the whole of last season. Uh, yeah. yeah. God, oh, yeah. God. God. Got yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I actually forgot about these monsters which they have, not even on the field. Mm. Goodness uh, Henry, me. Henry Thomas not fit. Yeah. Yeah, well. Nathan Cat um, not fit. Yeah, it's. I mean, they are a remarkable squad of players. What's also remarkable, uh, Reese Priestland's performance was re- remarkable. It was remarkable. Well, I mean, for all the wrong reasons. 
to, he, to, to not realise you're inside your own 22, call for a mark. Oh, yeah. He actually recovered that one very well. He did. But then he had a penalty kick and missed touch. He dropped the, the ball, knocked it on, missed, missed a kick that was very kickable. Yeah, he dropped the ball underneath his own sticks. I mean, just the just garbage, garbage decision. Well, not decision-making, but errors. At, you know, when you, when you need someone like Reese Priestland, who I guess has a bit of a reputation... Not well deserved to have been, you know, the steady Eddie behind uh, behind Burns. You can't have him doing those sort of stupid things. Well, it's 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 a it's an infection which runs through the team. Do you think it comes? I, I mean, my view is it probably. I mean, there is an attitude problem. Abath. These players, you say, yeah, okay, they're they're executing their game plan. Well, they should. I think it's my laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah is, cool. Is, I, just, um, I was worried that that was coming out of the headphones and we were yeah, a static noise. Fun. Sorry, JB, didn't mean yeah. to cut you off in flow. That's okay. Um, yeah, sorry. So the, the, they execute their game plan, as you said, uh, which they should do because they're professionals, and then they lose it. But, you know, you can see they're well coached because of the game plan. And it's clearly an attitude thing, and I think it comes right from the top. Uh, you know, there's obviously something going on there, which means that these players are not responding or not trying as hard as they should do. Did or... you see the Mail Online story that was, I think it was last weekend? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, it was, well, it suggested that, yeah, as you say, that there's issues or some sort of breakdown in trust or the relationship between players and top brass. Mm. Which the club have denied there is any issue, but um, there is a, a story where allegedly <clears throat> the, the players aren't happy with how Todd Blackad has been treated, and allegedly uh, one of the secret Santa gifts to Todd Top Blackadder from a player <laughs> was, was a mug which said, my, bus, uh, my boss is a... Something uh, very uh, rude. Something very, very rude. Wow. I, even, I would never say even in front of my own... Especially not in front of my own mum. And, uh, that, and that was aimed at people higher up the food chain. That wasn't a... So do, do, do you think, think he lost his job because he uses that mug in work? <laughs> <laughs> Is that wow, what this could be it. <laughs> that could be why he's left a bit early. I think I might get rid of him if he had... Yeah. Um, yeah, what do they do next? Because they're going to have Stuart Hooper as DOR, is he? What yeah, do you know what he is? Yeah, well, I assume so. Or that equivalent, yeah. It's, it's Hooper, not, yeah. It hasn't been confirmed It's yet. not been confirmed what his role will be. be. It won't be a surprise. There won't, there won't be surprises. So Gervin Dempsey's going to stay? Yep. Hatley? Hatley. And another one? Yeah, we'll see. No, no others? Well, I, I we know about... I think Neil Hatley's been touted, hasn't he? And, yeah, um... But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Neil Hatley's a great coach, so that's gonna, that, that can only help. But I don't think it's great coaches that they need. I think it's an organisational change right at the top, and I don't think that's that's going to happen anytime soon. There were yeah. there was chat actually in at sale um, on Friday about a certain Richard Cockrell being considered for the post. That'd be interesting. Interesting. Cockers to Bath. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Ooh. it would be. Uh, that would shake things up a bit. Well, because Edinburgh. They're not even in the playoff yeah. for a Champions Cup spot, and I think you can. They are. They have balls it up in the league. Yeah. In the league. So they finished fifth in, in Conference conference. B behind Scarlets and behind JB's beloved Benetton. Yeah, who are the first ever Italian team to make any form of playoff ever, 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 ever. ever. It does mean as well there will, there will definitely be an Italian team in the Champions Cup and there will also now definitely be a Welsh team in the Champions Cup because the playoff between the two fourth positions is, is o- going to be between Ospreys, Ospreys and Scarlets. Scarlets Ospreys who snuck a win at, away at Cardiff yeah wow a winner takes all game so uh, Welsh rugby is in 
bad shape domestically. They're always in bad shape domestically. When like they've had a tiny blip, a, a minute blip when Scarlets were semi good for a little bit. You know, <laughs> that was it. It's over. It's never been good, and it's designed not to be good because they don't. The, the idea behind Welsh rugby is a unique business model. You make everyone as miserable as possible domestically, <laughs> right? And then when they go and play for their national team, they feel great. They're and so motivated. They're so motivated because they don't want to go back. <laughs> That's the motivation. And well, and in doing so, you to make them get the good, the Welsh national team. You now force them to have the bad Welsh domestic yeah. rugby. There are journalists out there who do nothing but cover Welsh rugby, and they cover it in depth. I have so much respect for them because it just must it must sap your soul. I mean, you must die a little bit every time you cover a Welsh match. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Judgment Day event seemed like it seems like it's going quite well. That they got fifty thousand people. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, so. two good games. Uh, we do now know the quarterfinal fixtures as well. Please enlighten us. We do, which yeah. will be next weekend. So Glasgow, who hammered um, Edinburgh, and I've got a mention. Glasgow put up a social media post, then deleted it. Uh oh. Hang on, be careful. I, I do like the people at Glasgow, so. No, no, no! It was very funny. I, I wish they. Should, I think they should have kept it up there, but they took the tweet down. But the uh, the tweet that they put out <laughs> uh, very, very late at night on uh, it was at eleven fifty eight p.m. Oh no! Uh, last night, so it was m- several hours after the game. Oh, wonder what they were doing? Recovery session. And they tweeted. Glasgow Warriors tweeted, "These are for you, big bro," uh, and then tagged at Edinburgh Rugby, and then it was a, and then they've got a picture of. I don't know what that is. Is that the Challenge Cup? Oh, no, no, no. It's a picture of the, the, the 1872 trophy between the two uh, clubs. Uh, and then it's a guidebook to Romania and Russia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's very awesome. good. Awesome. It, it's very funny, isn't it? That's thought, a great tweet. I thought it was very funny. They took it down, though. Oh. <laughs> shame. Shame, yeah. shame well, on I you. Mean, well, there's a bit of that, because uh, did you ever see the, the, the Bath-Bristol... And Gloucester, actually, but mainly Bath and Bristol kind of anchorman style video that they did pre-season. I think I did actually. It seems to be. It, it, it never got put up, but it was hilarious. It Why was did amazing. They... Why do they not put it up? Because because they're worried about how they're going to look. Come on, guys. All the men in suits get involved and actually just have a bit of fun. I thought it was brilliant from Glasgow. So put the tweet back up. Or, or we'll do it. With it. Yeah. It was very good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but yes, you were saying the quarterfinals. Yes, quarterfinals. So, um, yeah, or yeah, it's called playoff quarterfinal. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's you kind of the, a quarterfinal. You got to win that to go through to the semis yeah, to go through yeah, to the, the final. Semi-final eliminator. It's so like yeah, a wild card weekend. Isn't Len- it? Yeah. Leinster and Glasgow have secured their home semi-finals. Yes, uh, quarterfinals. So next weekend, next Saturday. Three o'clock, Munster host JB's beloved Benetton. Going down hard, Munster. Munster. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> might be a stretch too far. I don't think so. Um, and Ulster host Connacht, which is... That's going to be a very even game, actually. That's going to be very difficult. It, very, very yeah, difficult. It, that That'd is not an easy game. game. Watch that. It'd be a great game, Matt. Ulster, Connacht. Bank holiday weekend, Belfast. Yeah. Um, when is that game? That is Saturday afternoon. This Saturday? This Saturday. Oof. Um, Saturday, half five on Saturday. But that that will be even because... So Connacht and Ulster finished very similar position in the league at the end of the year. Um, as in, Ulster finished on 63 points, Connacht finished on 61 points. Whereas Leinster, 76, Munster, 77, and Glasgow, 81, mm. were all kind of a cut above mm. 
with 15 and 16 wins. Connacht and, and Ulster both got, well, 12 and 13 wins. Mm. So I think that'll be a, a good game. Ulster at home, you would hope, would edge it. And then how does it work for the semi-final proper when you've got the elim- the eliminated teams? So let's just assume Munster and Ulster win. Who plays who? Uh, so Munster would then travel... I think they would then travel to Leinster. Um, and Ulster, a, a Ulster four- would travel to Glasgow. Glasgow. That's my assumption. But yeah, Glasgow and Leinster secured home semi-finals, so kind and of. That, and those <laughs> must not be on the European Champions, uh, the European Champions Cup final weekend because the, the, because Leinster are obviously involved. So they'll be the week after. Week after, I think, because yeah, it's the following. It's the eleventh of May is the Champions mm-hmm. Cup, so. So it must be the eighteenth weekend, which is the final weekend of the Premiership. Ooh. Mm. When all the games kick off at the same time, which will be Gloucester coming up to sale. Yeah. And Harlequins Wasps, I think, is the last game. Wasps Harlequins is the last game, which could be very. That interesting. could be the fourth. Well, maybe the fourth place decider. Well, let's talk about the fourth place in the Prem then, because that's really no where it's at, from what I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harlequins are doing everything they can to lose every game. They even had a, a kickable, a three-point mm. winning kick from. Magic I don't Marcus. know. Yeah. 15 metres to the left of the post. Against, into a strong wind. Into, yeah, into that Sunday Park wind, which is well, un- unique. With Storm Hannah, which was particularly bad in the southwest. But so. he had two kicks, one to the, the Charlie Walker, Walker try conversion, yes. which was about the same position on the other side, the yeah, right-hand side right. of the posts, right. which would have drawn the game. And then a few minutes after that, the a winning penalty that he put wide. It's amazing that... We've only just started seeing Charlie Walker again, considering the season he had last last year. And also um, the, the forgotten man, Tim um, Visser. Tim Visser. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's fully fit. I, I assume. Yeah, he played um, A League. Unbelievable. Yeah, he, he, he was travelling. He travelled. Yeah, he travelled. Travelling reserve. And God, he must be so. I don't know what he's done, but it's serious. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's five defeats in a row for them. Yeah. They were twelve points clear of fifth place. Yeah, and only a month month or so ago, and they now find themselves residing in fifth place. So I was um, lucky enough to watch the Exeter versus Harlequins game at the Stoop. Um, oh, the reverse about, fixture. Yeah, about Christmas time. Yeah, and I thought Harlequins looked the real deal. I thought if they could improve on that, it'd be brilliant because the amount of energy that they that they brought to proceedings, uh, they looked like a, a serious team. And what I'd say about this game is they came up, uh, they opened up first twenty completely flat. And they just don't have that same vigor as they well as he did at the well, start of the season. Well, well, no, they they but they. But, but I would disagree with that because the, in the last two games against very tough opposition away at Exeter and away at Claremont, they've shown it in the last half, the second half of games. So the energy, I don't think fitness is a is a concern because no, they're, they're strong towards the They've end. They've got to start. I, guess that, I, I, I put it all down on that kit. That green kit is an absolute <laughs> abomination. <laughs> what, <laughs> why are they wearing that kit? The, the, it makes no sense wearing it against Claremont. It makes no sense wearing it against no. Exeter. And, and just, let me just expand on that point. Right Before I was into rugby, before I had any idea that really rugby existed, as a child, right, as a small, as a small boy, even then I was aware of the Harlequins kit. The Harlequins kit is one of the most iconic sports that... Yeah, that, there's one. There, you? Right, yeah. oh, your, your hand's right, right, touching right. it. I was looking for it as I'm holding it. I've got it. one there and I've got one <laughs> yeah. in, in there. Like, it is an iconic kit and they should wear that as often as they possibly can. In, the, in, in those colours there, that is the NEC Harlequins one. Grey, red, light blue, brown. That's it. It's yeah. dead simple. Yeah. Dead, dead simple. And, 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 and a bit of green, green on the... Yeah. yeah. But that, green on I the mean... Sleeve. 
There's very and few black, green th- and black on the sleeve. There's very few teams that you wouldn't have like that you don't need to wear that against. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not but like it, it clashes. Yeah, it clashes so infrequently. I've spoken about this many, many times, so I'll do it again. But if I owned a team, I would only change the kits once every five years, and I'd have, and and have no sponsor. Because I think I'd sell more. If you thought your team was going to wear the same kit for five years, you might go out and buy a kit. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think I think also, anyway, unless you want a 2005 monster shirt to go with your brown suede loafers, yes, oh, yes, nice. I need, I need to get my hands on one of those, yeah, for the summer. Um, yeah, so uh, back, back past the point, you, you are 100% right. The green kit is awful, and Harlequin should stick to wearing their home kit as often as they can, yeah. They yes. sure. I think it would make a tangible difference, yeah, it would do. So yeah, fact, I bet they've worn the green kit for the majority of the games that, in the last five weeks that they've lost, yeah. yeah. I think there's a. I mean, psychologically, you can't feel great looking at your teammates in that, can you? <laughs> yeah. Feel slightly sick, dizzy, yeah. confused, <laughs> afraid. <laughs> they do well to overcome it in the. In, 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 in yeah, and all, all they lose by two two points. Uh, yeah. it, it is a mental thing, thing with uh, with Harlequins because you know, like yesterday, the, the, the start was just not good enough. But it, it it's not a bad result to only lose by two points at. Uh, away at the Chiefs, but they'll be so frustrated that they could, they found themselves, despite not really being in the game in the first half, mm. they actually could could have won this. And a big part of that is um, Exeter. T- certainly towards the end of the game, they were just compounding penalties on penalties on penalties, giving away stupid penalties, giving away sh- scrum penalties, which is unusual for Exeter and unusual for Quinns. Um, to be winning scrum penalties but that meant that Quinns had the shot and they just couldn't take it unfortunately yeah oh, it's like when they played at, played at sale uh, I can't remember ex- the exact score but it's pretty much AJ McGinsey scoring 10 kicks something like that it's ridiculous so yeah I don't think anyone wants that um, that fourth place except for maybe Northampton who I thought would do well about two two or three weeks ago I thought mm, these guys are playing pretty pre- pretty nicely now I, I think um, yeah mate there's no glory in waiting until a team is very very close to being in fourth position and playing and then, really well and then going hey hear me now believe me later yeah. Northampton everyone, fourth everyone <laughs> call it when they were in eighth or ninth well they've been solely, solely improving and I just think that they are by far the form team they're playing some of the nicest rugby in the league now uh, going up to Newcastle and beating them particularly in the situation Newcastle find themselves in uh, is no mean feat uh, they're, they're going to be hard to shift that was a frustrating performance. I watched the extended highlights today of that Northampton Newcastle game, and Newcastle started well, but their their defensive line for the early tries for Nairavoro breaking through and for Tom Collins and Reinert, the defensive shape was not good enough. Simply not good enough to afford guys like Collins and Nairavoro enough space yeah. to make the meters and score the tries that they did. Was it like the Manchester United uh, back four? <laughs> not not quite <laughs> as not quite as bad as that. Um, but yeah, that it it'll be frustrating because that I thought I actually thought going into the game Newcastle were going to win that. I thought they'd keep mm-hmm. it tight. I thought defensively they'd be better. I thought they could get an edge in the forwards uh, and then grind out the win. But unfortunately. You give that Northampton backline a bit of time and space, and they will cut you to ribbons. Mm. And Newcastle were. Did you see the last play of the game? No. So Newcastle were. They were playing for the draw. Actually, they were seven points down. Um, playing for the draw, they've got a line out on the halfway line, and off the top, 
goes Newcastle straight off the top, spin a wide pass to Toby Flood at ten, intercepted by the scrum half, and he runs in fifty meters. Oh, so he's had a they would have had they would have had a one losing bonus point anyway. They were going for a draw, which would have given them two two points, and they get nothing from oh. that position, which so, is sickening um, for Newcastle. Yeah, Toby Flood's had a few interceptions of. Of late, so Chris that that wasn't still, flood. Oh, we, no, no, it was the scrum, scrum half got intercepted. Is uh. it past two flood straight off the top? Uh, pick, plucked out of the air. <clears throat> oh, I wonder if Toby Flood will move on. Good question. Who? Who, who I, would? I don't think. I think he retires personally. I think he probably stays where he is. Do you probably, he's probably he, he's probably on quite a good screw. Yeah, got one or two years left on his contract, and he'll see them out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, it's not as if he's desperate to get back back in the England side. Nah. <laughs> if he, it's if, amazing if, to think, like, when he left the country, he was the nailed-on num- number one, number ten. <laughs> and now, well, yeah. it, it, would, it would take something seismic for him to be... Uh, where, where, where would he rate now? <sighs> well... He's not a significantly worse player than what he was. He might be in the top ten. Eleventh best fly half in the Prem? Starter? Maybe... Sound, sounds harsh, but, but no. He, as in, he might be in the top ten England players, but even then, I don't think he would because you get a, young guys, um, someone like uh, Billy Searle, assuming that he is Kieran, English Kieran qualified. Sale, <laughs> Redpath, Redpath. Yeah, they're probably all ahead of him. Um, what's the What's the Wasps fly half who's injured at the moment? The young English lad. Um, it is of Searle. You just said it. Is 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 there another one? Oh, sorry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Sheedy. Yeah, sorry. Searle or Sheedy. Yeah, either one of those two. Mm. Um, so what, one thing I forgot to mention when you were talking about the uh, the Munster game. Oh, no, yeah, we talked about Monster Connacht. Yeah. Did you see the the sponsored sin bin? No. Oh, yes, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. So it was Jerry Luff- Luffman. Jer- uh, Jeremy Luffman uh, was sin binned and, um, yeah... So I've looked into this, and in Limerick there is a waste removal company called Bin Man, and nice. they've <laughs> they've sponsored a uh, a sin bin that you sit in a big plastic awesome. sponsored sponsored Bin Man chair. That's class. Which is great. I used to, when I used to do the match announcement at Sale. Um, I used to it used to be, and everyone used to laugh every single time. Go. Uh, Referee Wayne Barnes has shown a yellow card to... Let me think of an old a player who was playing then. Uh, yellow card to Sail Sharks, number 10, Nick McLeod. Um, the Simbin is sponsored by... What was the motorcycle company? And you had to play a bit of music as well. It was like, bad to the ball. Well, like Triumph or Ducati or Harley Davidson. It was some... Uh, yeah, it was some like something Harley Davidson dealership in <laughs> in Wilmslow. In Wilmslow, excellent. Uh, <laughs> to the bone. Yeah, I'd love one of those Simbin chairs for in, in here, Tim. You could have you could have yeah, that as a Simbin chair. Yeah, get, get a rather than your posture correcting one, which I've got for you. Get get branding on the on the YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Get one. Yeah, the, the, the use of. Why don't they sponsor Simbins? It does seem like a golden opportunity. Although, I'm sure I saw one at Munster. Someone else has got one of these. It's basically a no, couch. That was, that was Munster. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, someone's got a couch, a big red couch. I kind of think, like, if you're Simbind, you shouldn't you shouldn't have a comfy chair. Get in an actual bin. A wheel, yeah, yeah. wheelie bin. A wheelie bin. <laughs> Get in. Branded wheelie bin. Yeah, we're all biffer all over this. Like, yeah, yeah. This? yeah because, because there are some brands that it would really suit. 
Yeah. yeah. Like the bad, the bad boy. Well, I mean, the, one of the, the best bit of branding was um, the refs when they were sponsored by Specsavers. I don't know, are they still sponsored by Specsavers? That's a good shout. Yeah, that was That's a few years. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, these opportunities, these commercial o- o- opportunities, guys, they are out there. Go and find mm. them. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, other fixtures this week. We had a fairly routine win, Saracens against Wasps. You were at, at this at the game, Rico. Yeah? Saracens are Saracens are looking bloody good. I mean, they, they, they didn't play. They were really unhappy with how they played, and they were dominant. They were totally dominant. They, and they they didn't rest many players. No, they didn't. They will. They'll change loads this week. Um, um, so, Mako didn't play. Interestingly, do you know if that was just a precaution? Yeah, or? it was precautionary. Him, Wigglesworth, and one other late change. All, oh, all Maitland was it? No, he, he wasn't named, was he? No, Michael Rhodes. Roads, okay. Uh, yeah, all very precautionary, but they've earned that. They've earned that right, and they are guaranteed a home semi-final now that Gloucester uh, went and lost. No, but Wasps just were, were poor. They were really poor, which is a shame after playing so well at Exeter. Well, and the, the, the defense very waspy to, the, to, to do that. The Wasps' defense for well, the three Saracens tries. I, admittedly, the Ben Spencer intercept they couldn't have done much about, but Liam Williams and Skelton they just kind of jogged in untouched. There was no one around them at all. And the, the Liam Williams ones, which were just... Oh, Saracens just manufactured a nice two-on-one. Good. Pops it to Williams. Williams just jogged, jogged, jogged the last 20 metres in. Yeah, well, you know my thoughts on, on wasps, so I won't expand yeah, on that. You, you hate them. <laughs> I hate wasps so much. No, I don't hate wasps. But they're not very good, and they're not very well coached. Mm. That's, that is obvious. Um, mm. So, um, I've got a few questions for you, Tim. First of all... Uh, Dominic Morris had his first game. Yes. Uh, any good? Can you tell me anything about him? Uh, well, I've seen him play in the Premiership Cup. He's a uh, he's, he's a good outside centre, promising guy. Just the uh, what was it? Something like the fifty eighth Saracens Academy player to play for the first team in the last wow. That's how many start. years? How many years was that? Last six or seven years? That's... Or, or maybe maybe eight nine years or whatever. Anyway, in 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 recent history, he's the fifty eighth. Guy, so just, he's just part of the production line. So he's, they've all got really good basic skills. They're all Cluding's what they're doing. They're all quality players. They all understand the system, so they can yeah. slot in easily. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's a he's, he's a decent player. Yeah. Uh, uh, did uh, but, but, but did there was I think there was sorry I, th- I think there was eight or it was either eight or nine academy products in that starting fifteen. Yeah, it's quite incredible, that isn't it? It's yeah, good. Tomkins, Tomkins, Farrell. Spencer, Spencer, George, Chris, Itoji. Yeah. yeah, not bad, not bad. Mm. <clears throat> um, and Billy Vanapola, did he get man of the match? He didn't. No. Oh, what a shame! You could have interviewed him. Yeah, that would have been, that'd have been fine. Anyway, I'd like that. I'd love to have chatted to Billy about rugby and uh, yeah, yeah, rugby and things that things that, um, <laughs> that actually matter. Well, I didn't say that. But yeah. um, <laughs> I didn't say that. Rugby. It's not my opinion. <laughs> um, anything else from the game as you were there? Uh, give, give, I, give, give me some insights. I still haven't had the guts to uh, ask Dai Young what his um, what his collar size is. Actually, he wasn't wearing number ones this week at home. Was he not? I went, Dai, you're not wearing number ones. Oh, it's bloody freezing. I'm not going to wear it. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I just well, no, not really a lot to report. It was a poor. It was a not very great. It wasn't. Yeah, it was, it, it was routine for Saracens. The one I missed because I was I was taking the kids today because I've been away for like a month basically. Mm. I've been I've been here doing this podcast in the rugby dungeon for the last two weeks. I don't feel like I've been at home <laughs> forever. So I took the kids to see Avengers Endgame today. Any good? Very good. Oh, excellent. Really, very good. Oh, I've got a question for you. That's a really important question. So 
switch on. Um, who's going to step and watch Game of Thrones live? Uh, oh, the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, no spoilers, please. I'm no, still not caught up yet. Uh, well, no, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. So, well, okay. I feel it's, it's going to be... A, I, I'm not going to spoil it. It's a ninety go. minute. It's a ninety minute episode. It's ninety minutes episode. Is it? I feel it's going to be a cultural event. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Problem is, uh, I'm covering someone else's show tomorrow morning, like ten, uh, at, at ten till one. Oh, okay. So we've arranged for some friends to come over. And we're all going to watch it together. Is oh, that really right. sad, Reverend Game of Thrones? <laughs> Reverend Game is, of Thrones um, gathering. That's quite sad. People are doing this, aren't they? They're going yeah. to cinemas to watch it. Because for exactly sorts. the reason you said, it's a it's a like, cultural moment. This feels like a big moment. <laughs> I do feel that rather than, oh. rather than watching it and like WhatsApping each other, do you just want to come over and watch it? <laughs> one of the bars that we were drinking it in Prague. That's the one. That I, that's was, what I was thinking. Was advertising that they have Game of Thrones Monday nights. Wow. And they they air it at whatever time, eight o'clock, nine o'clock on on Monday nights. Yeah. I, I knew I was thinking of something. I knew I was thinking of something, and that was it, Phil. Uh, yeah, I feel a little bit I guess, sort of let down, really. I mean, some generations have a cultural event like the moon landing, and we've got the <laughs> bloody Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> What's the rugby? The only rugby cultural events there's been is uh, Johnny Wilkinson drop, drop goal over yeah. the That was that's the moment everyone can remember where they were. Yeah. Where were you? I was in a pub in Bristol. It was like it was like. Having nine breakfast. in the morning, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. I, I love morning rugby. I played yeah. after that against Reading. Did you? Yeah, in the afternoon. So we, we watched the game. Then I then I caught a bus to go go to the game. I'm trying to think of other big. I mean, that that's so far ahead of anything else. I can't really. There's nothing really that compares. No, there's nothing else. Oh, Lions, well, Lions. But how many? I mean, the the most recent Lions was obviously a draw, but how many Lions have been decided by, like, a single moment at the last second of the And also, the Lions test. is great, but not everybody's invested. Yeah. I mean, you could walk around Manchester and half of the people, no, more than half, 90% of people wouldn't even know it's been played. Yeah. Whereas the World Cup, everything ground, ground to a stop. Yeah, it's the World Cup. It's that, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, all we've got since 2003, 16 years later, is uh, an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Perfect, and I've got to say um, the uh, the new view cinema at the Lowry is outstanding. Is it? Every I thought I'd, I thought I must have uh, accidentally got some cheaper tickets for a better, but the, every seat's a big recliner. Oh and really? Electric buttons, big armrests, swivel table that comes around in front of you. That wow, is really cool. it's, very, it's very good. That's awesome. So if we could get some rugby games on in there, that'd be great. Yeah, nice. Um, well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
battle. A battle which did take, to, to, take place today. What a segue that is. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't watch this one did at you, all. It was a cracking game. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah. Gloucester will be frustrated. I mean, they have secured top four anyway. Um, but Gloucester will be frustrated that they missed this opportunity. But conversely, Worcester played bloody well. Worcester are a good team. Worc- uh, Worcester are, a, yeah, genuinely good team. The, the biggest problem for Worcester is the number of players they're losing this year. I, I just can't work it out. I mean, uh, apparently there's some funding issues, as in, you know, the owner wants it sold. That's yeah. the first thing. Well, I, I, and they got new ownership. They were going to build a casino and a hotel and... Good question. ...all this sort of thing. That was earlier in the season, wasn't it? You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, they've been taken over by a, by a consortium. With Dave Seymour on the on the board, advising about rugby. Don't ask me about that. I don't know, um, but I think there's some uncertainty about you know who's going to go, who's going to stay. So players who are coming up to renewal have gone. People like um, Bar- uh, Berry's gone to Newcastle. Um, Tail be off. Don't know where yet. Do, do you know where? Have you heard anything? Uh, no, there was some rumour about Gloucester. Gloucester's today. been talked about. Yeah, they don't need another twelve but, there. They don't need another massive twelve. So. But um, Bryce Heem, gone. Josh Adams, gone. Uh, Jack Singleton, gone. Yeah. Where, where's uh, Adams going? Ospreys? Cardiff. Oh, that's a good signing. Very good signing, jo- actually. Josh Adams to Cardiff. Bryce Heem goes to Toulon. Nice. Yeah, so you know, they've, they've done really well. This is the best Worcester team I've seen for a long time. They, uh, they play nice. Uh, uh, Solomon's got to take a ton of credit credit for this. You know, he's got a good coach in, in, in Rory, Rory Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. Everyone, including myself, thought it was completely the wrong option to, to sign him. You know, a, a, an older fellow, we kind of know what he is, but he's exact, exactly what they've needed. You know, he kept, I think they won seven games now. And the scary thing is, someone might get relegated this year well, having won eight games. Well, yeah, well, someone could... F- what, am I right in saying that um, the team in fifth or sixth... Has only won nine games. Uh, yes, Quins have won nine. Yeah, Quins and Quins, Pins, Quins and have won nine games. Have won nine games. And Worcester have won. Worcester have won eight. So that's <laughs> absolutely bonkers, isn't it? But it does go to show because Sale have won a game more than Quins. Yeah, but just haven't got any bonus points. They've only had two try bonus points the whole season. Yeah. I can't believe that. Un- only Newcastle uh, have scored fewer points uh, and fewer try bonus points. Yeah, you, you, you told me that on Friday, and I was. Aghast that that could be the case because, well, because Sale are the, simply the best team with ball in hand, <laughs> or the second worst team with well, ball in hand in the league. An interesting, an interesting point, which was made. I've got to say, Paul Grayson is one of the best rugby minds. Yeah, mm. Grayson is very, very good. And, and he was working on Friday night, and just picking his brain and listening to his thoughts is interesting. And um, he, he, he kind of highlighted that Sale have. One, uh, have the highest line-out percentage in the league, I think, or very close to it, if not the highest. But <laughs> but actually, they... And this is one thing when you... When, 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 this is why there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yes. You, you don't just go on statistics. You go, go with your eyes and your gut as well, because they might win the highest percentage, but if you chuck a man up at two all the time, you're going to get a really high percentage, but you're not going to threaten. And when you've got guys like Denny Solomona, Chris Ashton... Uh, Marlon Yard obviously hasn't been available, and you, but you've got those weapons. Front ball does nothing for you, so yeah. it does, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is one of my chief bugbears, which people are just saying, "Win your ball." When you no, don't just win your ball. If you go to the front, you've effectively, in my mind, tell me if you think I'm wrong, you've got to maul it. 
Well, you've got to wall it because there's nothing else to there's nothing else to to be done. No, your ten's going to get absolutely marmalised by two flankers. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, so you know you've got to use the ten. I'd rather lose one in three, like completely just you know overthrow it or get it stolen, um, and go to the back ev- and go to the back every, every time. To win, you know, win two thirds, thirds of all. That would be a far better outcome than having to hit the front. It'd be interesting to to sort of analyse when you look at Exeter and how they play it, or you look at um, Northampton who are scoring freely at the minute, and even Worcester in the last few weeks. And I bet that there's a bit of that going on. Yeah, and also if you start compressing your line out and you're hitting the front and all the middle continually, you become very easy to work out. You know, you, you need a ver- you need variation anyway. It doesn't matter how much movement or how many dummies you have in the middle or the front. If you go into the middle of the front, you just mark up the middle mm. and, and, and the front. It's difficult to do that over and over again. So, yeah, uh, variation is key. Well, Dorian West has just signed a new contract. So Two years. Can look forward to more front ball, more consistent. Well, if they more good statistics, they're all quite good at mauling now. But you know what? Sell are good at mauling. They've always been good at mauling. And having um, Lou Diego come in next season. Oh yeah. He's going to assist that uh, line out and mauling position six, somewhat. Six foot nine, I think he is. Yep, he is. Yeah, a big he boy, he is he? a seriously big boy. Yeah, that's going to be Lou Diego, Mark Wilson. Uh, any others? Dupriers. Aka van der Merwe, three Dupriers. Crikey. It's going to be an yeah, interesting Ak- team next year. Aka van der Merwe as well is so aggressive. Yeah. I've never he, seen- he will be an. A penalty machine as well. Not we, kicking? Uh, no, not kicking. Uh, yellow, <laughs> yellow cards and penalties. Oh right. Oh, oh that's not that, so good. That kind of penalty machine. Rob Webber. Right. He's superb. It, it is, here's a question: Is there a worse bit of business in rugby? I'm not talking <laughs> about Ben Teo for once, because uh, oh, that is right up there. <laughs> but is there a worse bit of business than keeping Tom Youngs, Tatafu Palotta now, and George McGuigan on big wedge. Oh, I know the answer. And letting Harry Thacker go to Bristol. I, I, I think I know this one. I think I know. Um, no, there is not a worse bit of business. Dreadful bit of business. Or d- just the, the garbage foresight by by Tigers. There, they're, they're also in on, on my naughty list with Bath and Harlequins. Um, it's it, it's awful. I mean, it, basically, Palotta now is uh, a guy. Plotter now is good. No, he is good, right? But he's the guy that Matt, that Matt O'Connor wanted, uh, and you know that's effectively the only reason that he came over. There was no long-term planning, was there? When they could have kept kept McGuigan, when they could have kept um, what's Th- his name, Thacker. Thacker. You know, it was just okay. I want that player. I want him now. International, old, older, and it must cost a fortune. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an absolute joke. And um, it, the interesting thing about letting Thacker go as well is. They've subsequently bought in... So I'm just looking at the Leicester hookers. So they've got Young's Plotter now, Jimmy Stevens, Ross McMillan, and Jake Kerr. So they've brought in... They let Thacker go, bring in three guys, hoping that one of them ends up being half as good as Thacker. Yeah. Which is crackers. And they knew Thacker was good. Yeah. I mean, they've, yeah. they've always liked him. They could play him in, in, in like, back row. He's gone to Bristol. He's, he's absolute dynamite. Play him in the centres if you want to. Yeah. Um, they, but they just bad squad management. They've had issues managing their cap for God knows how long. Um, we were talking about this before the podcast, actually, and they find themselves in a very strange situation because they've built not only the team piecemeal but also the coaching structure piecemeal. So, <laughs> you know, Jordan Murphy was not designed to work with Mike Ford. 
and Mark Bakewell was not designed to, mo- to work with Jordan Murphy. They, they keep on trying to patch up the situation rather than just starting completely from scratch, which is exactly what they should do. Yeah, but we are going to get another period like that. But th- this game... So have, oh, sorry, sorry, just, sorry, just, just on, on the one more thing. Of, oh, go on. Um, they've also brought in Pat Howard now for three months. So think of all these people... For three months? Yeah, three months he's in for. Um, huh? Yeah, he's, he's not... It's not a long-term signing. I don't know why he's there, a consultant of some sort. But you think about this, okay? You've got Mike Ford, who's going to want his two, uh, two penneth. You've got Mark Bakewell, who's a senior, a senior guy. Then you've got the guy who's in charge, Jordan Murphy, but he's not actually in charge of the rugby stuff. That, that falls with Jed Glynn and Simon Cohen. And now you've got another guy who, as a coach and a player, has won things with, with Leicester Tigers, and he's in the mix. What's the strategy? Draw that. Uh, hierarchy, yeah, yeah. hierarchy. Jeez, it's yeah. very flat, and everyone reports up and down to the same people. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, uh, I mean they're either reinventing the wheel, and next year they're going to be untouchable, or as I suspect, <laughs> it's not going to end well. I can tell you that is not going to happen. <laughs> wow. But this game, well, it's just just on, 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 no, yeah, on, on value. The fact, I'm making the value on, on the Thacker thing. I was going to say it's, it's one of those examples, and it, you see this happen every now and again. The, the the glass half full versus the glass half, glass half empty. Leicester looked at Harry Thacker and looked at what he couldn't do. Pat Lamb mm. looked at Harry Thacker and said, there's some really special things that that guy can do. Let's make the most of those. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the glass half full approach will always win over a glass half empty because you're, you're, you're engineering opportunities for the things that are special. And Is make, Eddie make Jones a half full or a half empty guy? Uh, I think he's a little bit of both actually. He can be both at different times. With players he doesn't like, it's the it's the half empty. Yeah. Like because he never he never gave, he never had a look at Christian Wade. No. Nope. Yeah. Wouldn't even entertain. It turns him. out he was right on that. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Possibly, possibly he won't look at Don Armand because ridiculous because he, he couldn't because he couldn't run through heavy traffic apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I still Danny think... Cipriani he doesn't look at he look he looks at what Danny Cipriani can't do. Or does he look at what Owen Farrell? can do and say that, I mean that's the thing with the Owen Farrell situation isn't it that obviously Danny's not in there because he just doesn't get on particularly well with Owen Farrell is, is, is what I read it so he's not just picking it's not just a case of he picks Farrell for what he can do it also distorts everything else and means that Cipriani doesn't get picked mm, that, that, that is interesting I, I just would, would Eddie Jones let any one player have that much power yeah I don't Farrell <laughs> Farrell Farrell, Farrell <laughs> I, got, I, think you're read, I think you're reading in too much Farrell's to that. Farrell's got the keys to the car. <laughs> you are reading in way too much. Um, Gatland, half full or half empty? Oh, he's a half full guy. Half full. Cause, cause he, looks, he, looks, he looks at Thomas Francis and goes, well, the scrum's not going to move. And maybe we can work on his fitness. <laughs> well, yeah. Originally, he looked at him and said, well, in two years' time, maybe the scrum won't move. Gatland has to be a glass half full kind of guy because he's not got the embarrassment of riches in player depth and look at Leicester yeah they actually have got that that mentality of being in like club terms what England are in international terms we are Leicester yeah so we can pick and choose so if we have a guy that we don't think can scrummage well enough yeah. Well, we can find someone that can because we're Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. There's, maybe some, there's some arrogance to it, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, which justifiable because of because of the the history, the history and the heritage. I could walk into Leicester tomorrow and 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 turn and turn that turn that ship around. 
tomorrow. I'd love to see it. It'd be, it'd be simple. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be winning. Uh, so first, first year we'd be top four, and then probably, probably then we get the title. What other players? Then in, the double. Then what, the double. Yeah. What other players in like sound like Napoleon Dynamite have? Uh, have have great skills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a good value is that the question? Well, just have like special talents that that so, may, maybe get overlooked or. Well, okay. The way you know this. Celebrated okay, enough. so the way you know is a player special is would you coach them to do that? And the answer is yes, and they're not special. So, for instance, you would never teach someone to play like Fafta Clerk because it's insane. <laughs> you would never teach anyone to play like um, Sonotti Sonotti. Yeah. yeah, you just well, couldn't you, do that, could yeah, you? you wouldn't, right, I've got a, you can't imagine Rob Baxter going, uh, right, I've got a drill today, boys, where um, I want the back three, <laughs> catch the ball, run backwards a bit, then I want you to sidestep five, five yards backwards, people. Five yards backwards! <laughs> yeah. More, more! Well, that's just Cordero, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. that's how you know that they're special, because you know... Uh, call off Spencer. But the guys we're talking about here, so, so someone like Sonotti Sonotti is... Virtual or positive, he doesn't have any massive glaring weaknesses. Mm. I mean, maybe his distribution isn't isn't brilliant, but yeah. no one's picking wingers for for that. But someone like um, Simpson Daniel or yeah, right. or uh, Rocco Daguni, yes. who have p- massive perceived <laughs> defensive. Well, Chris Ashton actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by the way, there's us two. Chris Ashton, Rocco Daguni, nonsense. They are good. No, I mean, I don't Rock, think Rocco they... Daguni's defense is not great. Well, as in like his tackling or his positioning. Uh, a bit of both. I think it's more, all right. more his positioning mm. and, and reading of Denny it. Denny Solomona is probably the same. Denny, yeah, Den- Denny's, oh, I, I'm Denny's go a good point. I reckon Denny Solomona is probably the best winger in, in the Premiership now. If Denny Solomona were Welsh, Warren Gatlin would have engineered opportunities to make the most of him. Oh, yeah. Denny is but so then good. Is, but, but, then, but Eddie Jones has 10 other wingers that he can pick. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a big difference. It'd be so interesting to see if Gatlin gets the opportunity to be a glass half empty kind of guy mm. to, to only pick. Yeah. Well, do you want to know? That, that is interesting. Would you like to know who the French coaching setup are? Uh, Gal- What's going on with Sean Edwards? Galtier has no, been he, announced. team manager. Yeah, so is, do you know if this is in the is, in, is this in the public domain though? I think the yes. Ibanez team manager is, and Sean Edwards is considering a job offer. Galtier has been confirmed as well today. Laporte has confirmed it today. Brilliant. I'm pretty sure Galtier was described by Jim Hamilton as, an, as a complete cowboy. I'll need to check on that. <laughs> well, he seems all right. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he's uh, currently Toulon coach, and they're he, not exactly. He's retweeted me a few times. He's, he's obviously got a good taste. <laughs> ah, he yeah. knows what he's talking about. Um, uh, no, uh, but but short, someone talk me through how Sean Edwards works. Like you talk about, he's he's sort of in danger of coming across slightly cowboyish. In yes, I'll accept that job. I don't like. Oh no, I'm going to go and talk to someone else. And now I'll just hold, put that one on ice, and then he said yes and no to lots of people by by the sounds of it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I heard he was staying at the WRU, and then you know he should have taken the Wigan job. He made a commitment to Wigan. He should have taken that taken that job and it sounds like he's just backed out of it and uh, the excuse well, doesn't want to do it that's fine yeah, but, but like, just the excuse is just say you, it yeah well, but if you'd said I don't want to yeah. but it's, it's that oh I've had another offer oh yeah only if you're going to do something like that okay it happens right but own the decision just say look I don't want to do it because I'm yeah. going to get more, more, more money working in France or whatever it is yeah. don't say oh I forgot how hard it was to prepare for a World Cup and therefore I couldn't watch enough N- NRL so it wouldn't be moral for me to take this this, yeah. this, this and, paid job and I was waiting for you and you didn't send the contract in time so oh, may- no. maybe now I'm I, so I just assumed it wasn't happening because that's, yeah. you know, that's what happens right so um, 
Yeah. The he will be joined allegedly by I can't say his name. G H A Z E L Gazelle. Gazelle? Gazelle. Gazelle. Yeah. From Leon, who apparently is a very good, very good lineup coach. Labit uh, from Racing. Lauren Labit. And and William Servat. Servat. Toulouse. The old hooker. Yeah, so they've they've got they've got some names there. Whether they can make it work or not, I don't know. But yeah. Fran- France's problem historically has never not been getting the names because they've always had the players and the coaches they've always had the names it's I mean the the immediate thing that with that kind of you're you're combining people who've been like head coaches or DORs into different positions so they've, they've previously had complete control and now like Labit is going to be backs coach or skills coach yeah. so it seems like a recipe for disaster doing that. Well, I mean, if Sean Edwards were to take that, it's pretty cool because all he's got to actually learn is like three words, hasn't he? Line, okay. speed, now, defense, defense. What's that? Yeah, that's line, speed. Uh, ah, there you go. Vitesse de la ligne. And what else has he got to learn? Defense. Um, uh, um, line, speed, and what uh, is it? I've got no idea. I just know line, speed. That's the only and thing. What no, is it? There's another word. Wolves. Lines. He needs to learn about wolves. Okay. What's wolves? Loop. 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 Oh yeah, it would be. Because uh, loop, looping, and well, no, L, we go. Loop. Le Leon. Yeah. Of, or a wolf. What ah. is it? Le Loup. Ah. Yeah, uh, and um, isn't it like intensity or something like that? Intensity, enthusiasm. Intensity. <laughs> what do you reckon it is? Guess. I have no idea. Intensity. Intensity. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Nice. Intensity. Give me the job. What we're going to do, we work on Lion Speed today, I'm going to bring in some wolves. There you go. Again, that's another job. Uh, not only can I turn around Leicester Tigers, I can also teach the French to defend pretty easily. Lion Speed. Just more Lion Speed. Um, there is another one. What is the other one? How have I forgotten half of Lion coaching defence? and... Yeah, what is it? This is, your, this is your little thing about defence. Yeah, the easiest job in the world. Just, you know... More attitude, more def- um, more line speed. Oh well. Let's oh. learn. Let's learn collision as well in French. Oh, win the collision. That's it. Line speed. Win the collision. Done. Collision. Collision. Yes. Easy. <laughs> collision. What's win the collision? Let's do that. Win the collision. Gagner le collision. Gagner la collision. There you go. There we go. Perfect. If you want to pay me that three hundred k, I'll happily come over. <laughs> but pay me off. Pay me off. Uh, right. I can't. Oh, would it would it massively shock you if you heard um, Philip Sansandre might go to Leicester Tigers? Would that would that be a thing? That which would uh, shock me, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, just look out for that because uh, that that's another thing which has been circulated. Oh my word! Oof. No, surely not. That frying no. pan fire. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> no, I'm not having that. Well, just uh, just watch his space. No. I, it seems completely crackers, but some of the decision making that Leicester have. Uh, Done in the last few years has also been. I've got no idea. Presumably, DOR. DOR, it can't be coach. It can't be coach. It simply can't be. (sighs) No, 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 no. (laughs) I believe it when I see it. It would be completely crackers. Yeah. Is Uh, is your season finished, by the way? Sit finished two, two, three weeks ago. Oh, did it? Because like the domestic season in below Premiership finished this weekend. It did it. So uh, London Irish obviously confirmed, promoted. Um, 
Newcastle will probably, well, probably Newcastle, possibly Leicester, but it's going to be Newcastle, will be playing at Ampt Hill next season. <laughs> oh, did, did they go up? They, they've, Congratulations, they've been confirmed from National One. Um, one thing that some people have sort of thought was a bit off is the way Hartbury have uh, avoided relegation from the Championship. Interesting. I was not aware of this. Towards the end of the season, loaning in a huge amount of players from Gloucester. I did notice Bristol, a couple of their um, team sheets. Yeah, and Ludlam. Ludlam. Ludlam or He's Ludlow. a cracking player. Ludlam. Yeah. A cracking player. And a, but, and, and a few players from Bristol, they got in. There was one particular big crunch game, I think it might have been against Richmond, and they, all of a sudden it was like, hold on, that team sheet's full of premiership players. <laughs> well, you've got to do what you've got to do. It's yeah. professional sport, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just like, there's, I mean, there are the laws and there's the spirit. And when the RFU said you can have up to 10, um, 10 dual-registered players, they meant in a squad for a season, I think, not... Just get them in for, for, one for one game. Yeah, but you know, if it was amateur, I, I'd, I'd be pretty outraged. But it is professional, semi-professional, I guess. Mm. Uh, it, it is a little bit naughty. They are actually just a university. Well, you know? yeah. So, so what if you go down an extra level? You know, work your way back up. It's not the yeah. end of the world. It's not like they're reliant on gate receipts or anything. No, so, but they they have a championship platform to be able to play their Gloucester players in when they're coming back from injury or. When they're not getting game time, because the A League is a joke. So, yeah, it is. When we have um, when we have a, a bit more time in the off season, not that we will have any time because of the World Cup around the corner. We should discuss um, basically my plans to save lower league rugby uh, and the restructures of. The, I mean, I, uh, the restructure of the game below the Premiership, which needs to happen immediately. Frankly, uh, so but- you're, so you're going to save. Leicester Tigers, you're going to save France, you're going to save Bath, well, those, and you're going to save English rugby. Those first three are easy compared to dealing with <laughs> lower league rugby teams, believe you me. Um, yeah, a, a few more things. I think Manchester. I think Manchester went got uh, got 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 relegated last weekend. Really? Yep. Did what? they? My, my, my... My previous team. Yep. What I thought they were comfortably mid-table now. They no. sort of found their level. It was a little level seven of the game. I was I was at Manchester when they were level two. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Um, and I, I played against them in level two, and in level three, the the year that they lost all their players, and we, well, they lost every single game by between eighty and hundred yeah. points, and continues these every single game between eighty. The, there the, was some the like table below, the table below that, and the table below yeah. that. They, is it, why they didn't just cancel? I know, everything it's a fair play. They've gone out and yeah. up from the bottom but of the league. But they pretty much did that but, anyway. But massive fair play to some of the lads who played during that period yeah, of time. I'm sure there's a couple of lads who actually are still playing now. Yeah, the, yeah there were. There's there, like, a handful of them, sure. Yeah, there was a handful yeah, of them. But there was, there was a couple of guys, because I was there at Manchester at that, at that point, and there were guys that were in the second or thirds um, who ended up being first-team regulars. And just get getting against pumped. professional, you've got to love your semi-professional yeah. players. They were getting hammed. You've got to love your pumped. club to, <laughs> to, yeah. to stay yeah. through that. Yeah, fair play. So anyway, they've, they've got relegated, but it was a little bit like the Premiership in terms of the the bottom two in that league went down early doors. They were rubbish, and then the third place team, I think, they might have lost, they might have won like ten games. So um, it's not a bad team as such. Just ferociously. I was, I was just trying to look if anyone had uh, a, a perfect league campaign. I know. Bournemouth came close. They won twenty-five out of twenty-six. Ooh, that's good. Uh, I bet London Welsh have. London Welsh. What, what league are they they're in? Going down to the bottom, haven't they? Yeah, London Welsh are now level six or level seven. Ooh. 
And they've got Tom May playing for him. And, uh, Tom May's still playing? Yeah, yeah. He's in awesome shape, obviously. He's always been in awesome shape. He's even in more awesome shape. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what else happened? Uh, Ultram Kurzel, led by Sail Sharks' very own Cameron Neald, got promoted to level six. Did uh, Bowden go up? No. There's, there's an interesting in turf playoff. war going on with with player uh, with players coaching lower level teams oh, yeah. against each other's teams. Yeah. They are so into it. So Byron McGuigan coaches Bowden. Um, Sam James is at Manchester. You got Cameron Neald, who is uh, who is Ultram Kurzel, and those two. Um, Byron and Cam Neald are well into it. Um, you've got AJ McGinty, who's um, who, who's at Sedgley Park. What they've missed, obviously, is myself, who's at Talk H, who would spank all of them. Um, <laughs> uh, so we will be proving this when uh, when Byron McGuigan brings his Bowden team to uh, to Simon Field, and we will spank them. I can't wait to see that because it, it's going to be if, an if you boys thing. if you boys play like the one game that I saw you play against Oldham. You are going to be can, absolutely hammered. Can we do? Can we do? <laughs> no, we'll uh, not get hammered. That, will that be a pre-season match? Yeah, it'll be pre-season. Right, can, we should do uh, an Egg Chasers podcast um, from there. Uh, like, we'll, just do, we'll just do a pod. We can get JB and Byron McGuigan's thoughts during the match. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be. I'll probably be playing. No, oh, yeah. you won't. I, I probably maybe Play someone, needs, someone needs to hold it that scrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone hold itself up. Well, speaking of uh, low-level rugby, well, you two are hobnobbing it on Friday night. I turned out for your oh, for you? the Broughton Park Vets team. Did you? Yeah, against Sale FC. Oh, you gave and them a good hiding, didn't you? Well, it was quite interesting because <laughs> they had they looked yeah. they we had a right ragtag bunch. There's some some handy players and some less so handy players. Um, they looked like they were going to be a good team. They had a big old. Big old pack, couple of big second rows. This is what I love about um, lower level rugby. There, there are te- there are teams you go to when you see them warming up. Warming up you yeah, go, oh god, they look really good. Well, they, they, yeah. they had a coach. They were taking it seriously. Uh, well, they had a backline that was definitely younger than our backline. Well, here's the point I made about Sale. Right, uh, <laughs> what we forget about Sale FC is they didn't used to be particularly good. So we're playing against the guys who the veterans, old the old guys who weren't particularly good when they were good. So they're never going to be. There's never going to be a brilliant team. Yeah, it was pretty one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> it was how many? V- how many tries did you score this time? Uh, four this week. Oh my word, Phil! <laughs> Five last time. Uh, so, well, it was. It's yeah, nine in two games. Uh, although it might be my last game for a while because as each of, each of the four were from up. from fifty yards out, and as I was jogging in the Humble last brag. the last twenty meters, on the last one I pulled my hamstring. Oh, <laughs> okay. I had I think, to like hop the last ten meters. I, I think the only thing better than scoring a fifty yard try is not scoring a fifty yard fifty yard try because you don't care. You you give the ball to someone else. Well, oh, so who was the guy? Was Andrew Conway. Oh Conway, yeah. He, he, did a, he did a Freddie Burns. Freddie Burns, not, a mis- he? not a, he didn't make a mistake though, did he, JB? No, not a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake. He he got caught, didn't he? Oh. Over the try line, mm. jogging in. I've held someone up over the try line once. He was jogging in, and that was so rewarding. <laughs> I remember about under tens doing that and picking him up and throwing him out over the dead ball line. Yeah, that, that, I, I kind of. Pushing and lifting him out over the dead ball line. I want to say, that happened to um, Will Carling, famously. It did in the yeah. I want to say it was the was it London it, Scottish. London Scottish was it? Right. I thought it was Leicester. I had a player called Lockheed Middle in my mind. Sevens. Oh, was it? 
Uh, I thought yeah. it was game, f- game 15. Still glorious to watch Will Collin being I've lifted done, up. I've done, this a few, I've done this several times down the years, but um, I was always quite... Uh, maybe it's just I'm a bit of a nose, but I knew all the laws. <laughs> so, I, so I scored a try before where they set up a driving mall we didn't compete I ran around the back grabbed the ball out the back and, and ran a score <laughs> so I've scored a try it's all the spirit before. of the game Tim what? that is not the spirit of the game why not it's just not that's in the spirit that. of the game I hate that so much that's in the spirit of the game well then don't set up a driving mall when there's no when you're not against anyone anyway and then the other one is when uh, there's like a five metre in fact, there was a try like this sometime recently, where there's a, you you have a, a, a like a, a ruck near your own line, and you roll the ball back, and as soon as it's on or over the line, the scrum half has it on or over the line. It, there's no offside line. Yeah, dotted down and dotted down. Yeah, I've seen that. That that's just that. sensible. You're just exploiting the laws. I'll, I'll tell you a few which I've seen recently. Uh, obviously, the no contest at, at driving line up is just ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I have no time for that. I was playing what do you mean you have no time for no that? no time for that. Why not? Face arm all like a man. That's, 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 <laughs> but, okay, fine. Uh, the other one, right, this, this, I couldn't believe that this was happening. Um, we were playing West Park St. Helens, and we were setting up scrum, and they were setting up slightly differently. And they were, like, resting back on their heels. And when we went down uh, crouch um, bind set, on one of the calls, they sort of pulled us on... They, They'd obviously practiced this of falling backwards and in unison going, Sir, early engage, early engage. And like, of all the things to practice, <laughs> wow. one, and it was a critical, to be fair, it worked, it worked a, a treat. The referee said, early engage, free kick, uh, West Box at Ellen's. I thought, of all the things to practice. <laughs> Sneaky or what? There's the other one where you walk, you can you deliberately try and walk backwards and spin it to make it look like the other team are walking the scrum round. Dangerous game, that. Dangerous yeah. game. You just might just you, know, you might just get pumped. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, they, they practice that for what that one critical scrum. So pretty niche, but yeah. that's uh, well, that's very thorough. Uh, yeah, a begrudging respect for that. But you hate me for understanding the laws and running around the back of a mall. Completely well, different. Well, not even a mall. And completely, completely. Of course, we can't have any fun now, can we? Because TMO would pick, pick it up. And uh, <laughs> we'd never have legends like Neil back cheating his way to a European Cup fight. European Cup or, mm. yeah, best TMOs. Right. Uh, I think I feel we've waffled on quite, quite yes, a lot there. Yes, games. Games next week. So we, we've already touched on the, the quarterfinal playoffs, so we'll briefly go through predictions. So Munster hosting Benetton, which JB thinks is a big win for Benetton. Huge win, bonus point. I matches. would love nothing more than to see Benetton win that one. Why are you a bit down on uh, Benetton? <laughs> no, no, you, you, no. You, 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 there was an article in the rugby oh, paper today. Okay, yeah, come. There was an article in the rugby paper today. Uh, someone else having a, finding, finding an excuse to uh, have a pop at Nick Mullins, um, saying... Because um, I think Nick Mullins, Mullins made a, a, flip, a, a comment during the Munster game, like, oh, your, your heart bleeds for the Munster fans. And there was a, a, I think Nick Kane was the commentator going, why did he say that? Why? They're not very nice. The Munster fans aren't very nice. Why, <laughs> why, why would your heart bleed for them? They're not nice. <laughs> Shut the lovely individuals. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that this weekend even, like, the only comments, and there weren't many, but the only <laughs> comments which popped up on Twitter... Gone. After interviewing Mark McCall and mentioning, you know, Billy Van Apoli's been, ba- been booed recently. Are you, uh, you know, anyway. So I asked him a couple of questions on it. The only, the, the only then criticism when you do actually ask probing questions on on a topic like that, 
No one says, oh, thank you for asking the questions, which I really... Uh, the only people that pipe up are the ones that go in, oh, just leave it alone. Yeah, just leave exactly. the Billy Biden and Napoleon thing alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People love to... They love to whinge, don't they? Love to whinge. I never understand why Austin Healy goes through his Twitter uh, like, uh, at half-time. That sounds, it seems like... Because he does that quite, quite, quite frequently. When you're in the public eye like you are, or Austin is, or anyone doing BC Sport, you're going to have a, co- a couple of idiots always saying something. Yeah, yeah there'll always, always be morons. Water off a duck's back with me, I know, anyway. Mm. Um, I was going to yes. say... Munster. Sorry, just, right. just, just before you go on from that, did, did you manage to talk much to Mark McCall before the game? No. Do you, do you have any access to him? Uh... No, and uh, you know he's. Uh, I think what you see is what you get with him. Uh, with him, he's. Uh, I mean, no, that can't, that simply can't be right. No, it, it, on game day, yeah. I, I don't know. He's. I, I've never. I would I've, love. I I've say, never. I've never stood and had a had, had, a, had any significant length chat with him. He, he's busy. He's, he's he's doing what he does, but he's a very. Um, well, he's a very workmanlike guy, isn't he? Gets on, does what he needs to do. I was thinking, uh, driving. Uh, Seriously good coach. I, I'd have him for the Lions. Well, dri- driving to the mm. AJ Bell, I was thinking, who would I most like to actually get to know a bit more about? Obviously, Rob Baxter, because mm. he's Rob Baxter. But Mark McCall, like, when you actually get in front of him, he doesn't give much away. No. Like, there's obviously so much more to the man than what, oh, we, yeah. than, than, than what we get. Absolutely. How can it not be? He's got, he's gonna, he might have three European Cups to his name by, you know, the end of the month. Or and him month. and Alex Sanderson are like a perfect buddy cop movie. Oh, yes. Yes. Yang. Yang. Yeah. I would imagine if they were going to rewrite that movie again, though, Alex Sanderson would probably work alone. A partner would only slow him down. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of cop. Yeah, he's a lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't understand... Sometimes, we, sometimes we've we've got to cut corners. That, that kind of cop. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, apart from JB, is saying Munster. Yeah, I'm I, I it's would. Gonna be Munster. It's going to be Munster. I love I love a great 100%. underdog story, but I can't see it. No, they've been good all season. They are a serious outfit. That up front, they are they are absolute absolute no joke. Um, line uh, outs, malls, scrums. They've they've got a pretty good foundation, and they've got lads that can play a bit to too. To see Ian McKinley go back to. Leinster for the semi-final would be pretty special, but not yeah, happen. it's going to happen. This is this is good for Italian rugby because mm. I mean, you, you talk about like Six Nations games and high-pressure games. Um, the vast majority of that Italian squad, other than Parise, Giraldini, and maybe Campagnaro, have never played a game of knockout rugby at, at this That's kind of amazing. level. Yeah, you're right. So just just being there will be good, not only for Benetton. Next season, like you saw Exeter when they got to their first um, uh, English Cup final, when Saracens got to their first mm. European Cup final, they weren't as good, but they improved. So the experience will be massive for Benetton and for Italy. So yeah. it's, it's a good, th- really good thing. I think this is far more significant. This next game coming up for Benetton, for Italian rugby, than anything which happened in in, in, the, in Six Nations. This is far I, uh, far more meaningful. I think you could be right. Um, and the other game is Ulster hosting Connacht, which I think will be very close. Connacht, mm. Connacht are no mugs at all, but Ulster are playing. Ulster, at home. Play, Ulster are playing some good rugby. They were able to rest up, whereas Connacht kind of went in. I mean, it's interesting how many first teamers Connacht put in in that game at the weekend against Munster. Yeah, mm. I suppose there's only they, they know there's only two more games left after this maximum. So, or no, three. Anyway, uh, yeah, two more, two more after this because it's semi and semi and final. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gallagher Premiership. Here we go. So yeah. Friday night, 
We've got two games. Are Bristol we? host sale. Is, is that on B- on BT? Uh, th- uh, Surely one? Quinn's yeah. Tigers will be. Well, I think after this week, uh, Quinn's Tigers. the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on TV again. Quinn's Tigers. Yeah. So okay. Bristol sale, home win. Uh, home win. Bristol set no sale win. Bristol uh, playing some some lovely matter. stuff. Uh, sale will win sale, that. Yeah. Sale will win that. Uh, and also Bristol. Mm, it's Bristol's last home game, so yeah. that place will be bouncing. Actually, it is a yeah. good stadium. It's their last home game. Sale win it. They'll be on the up. They, I mean, they didn't have to win Brist- this, this weekend, and they did. Bristol mathematically could get well. They could get top six. They could actually mathematically get top four. The thing is, how does it work? If you end up getting seventh, which is still conceivable for Bristol, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Then Saracens win the Champions Cup. Do you not get an extra Champions an ex- Cup spot? Yes, maybe. Got I think already. I think you do. So. Seventh, impressive. So seventh, and Pat Lamb could achieve his aim of Champions Cup. Yeah, that's very, that that hell. would be impressive. It's amazing. Because they're only they're two points off seventh at the moment. Well, there's actually a way for. I mean, I think there could be a way forward for um, for Worcester to get to fourth. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, th- theoretically, but I don't think no, it, someone's. Yeah, someone's. Got they, a, they are ten points off, but I don't think they could. You could get the right combination well, of results for the, everyone else. The way else. Sale have been playing is they played really well, then really poorly, then really well, then really poorly. So they're due for actually playing quite well. Quite well. So yeah, okay. But I'm going to go Bristol at home. Now, if Sale have just done some anal- analysis on Bristol playing from everywhere, and they can get the Currys and John O'Ross tackling oh, yeah, everything. Their defense is very good, actually. Yeah, Sale could. Sale got a great defense, so I'm going to go could, for. Yeah, Sale could Bristol, suffocate sale Bristol. Sale and uh, Sale shut them down. As, sale as are going to win. Sale get, are win. Get AJ kicking the corners yeah. uh, and get the Curry boys and Ross tackling everything. Sale are going to win. Hope, they'll be hoping for rain. Then Quinn's hosting Leicester Tigers. Quinn's. I think Quinn's. I think I think a five point win, five so point to nil win. So what would be really cruel is if Quinn's get a bonus point, Tigers get no bonus points, and Newcastle also get a bonus point win, which we'll come on to. So Saturday three o'clock, Newcastle travel to Gloucester. Yeah, not a hope. Now Gloucester, they have secured, they've they've secured um, top four. So hmm. they're at home. They are at home. They, they'll be hurting from that poor performance. Yeah, and they know they want to gather some form. They know they'll have a week off the week at, the weekend after. So yeah. they can just they can play their full team. I wouldn't even, every let, game. I wouldn't even let I wouldn't let Danny Cipriani eat in the stadium. Actually, <laughs> he he goes home. He rests up. Um, I'm not letting anyone play us. I, th- I think Gloucester will play a, a strong Gloucester team. Play a strong team when Newcastle will be. They'll rest the flying week. I don't know what the live game is. I think it might be the Exeter Saracens game, but you'd I, assume so. I'd, I'd, I'd actually like this to be the. Yeah, they the shouldn't be the Exeter Saracens game. game because they don't need to play it. Yeah, I know, but the picks get made several weeks in mm, advance. Fair, fair so yeah, it's it's a quandary, and I think actually BT, but not you know, trying to be as, even being as objective as possible. Some, oh, yeah. people, some people were saying, "Oh, why wasn't Northampton Newcastle the?" It wasn't the as live good. game. It wasn't it's as like, good. You would have enjoyed uh, it as much. It's easy to say that hindsight is twenty twenty, but actually, you go, oh, two teams that could finish fourth. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. get that on on a Friday night. And you were right; it was a cracker. <laughs> best, best team in the league with ball in hand. Yeah. So we're all saying we're all saying Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucester and Newcastle's Which relegation to be confirmed, confirmed. on Saturday. Hard luck, Newcastle. Um, and then, then the vultures will get circling. Yeah. yeah. Mark Wilson's the AJ Bell. Then Saracens Exeter is. It is a bit of a non-event because they're both secure in their positions. 
Saracens can't catch Exeter. No Sar- one can catch Saracens. No, Saracens are going to be resting up all yeah. their players for the... Saracens should rest. For the Champions Cup. Everyone. Yeah. Absolutely everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing to prove here, is there? No. And we, we, won't, we won't learn anything really about either team because it will no. be a complete second-string Saracens team. And Exeter will probably take the opportunity to freshen a few players up. They will. Um, and then also at three o'clock we've got Northampton hosting Worcester Northampton will be pushing so it's it's in Northampton's hands to finish uh, in the top four what's the Northampton's last game it is they've got Tigers no they haven't no they've got Exeter Chiefs uh, away at Sunday Park so they ha- they have to win this one they have yeah. they have to win it, and yeah. I, I think they will. I think they'll get yeah. a bonus point win yeah. against Worcester because Worcester can Worcester can breathe out now. So if I so if I predict yeah. if I predict oh sorry go on and then the final game, uh, final game on Sunday is Bath hosting Wasps. So two teams looking to correct not great and performances. This all about top six now. Not, this is just top six. Pretty much, yeah. Again, theoretically, if all the results nah, go their way, but it's, no, it is yeah. it is it's top, top six. six. So, and I think, and where is this at Bath? Come on, Bath at Bath. Yeah, Bath will win that. So, yeah. Just, Although, what like Wasps last week went to Exeter and won, but yeah, but then weren't particularly good again. <sighs> Sorry, it really irritate me. I'm just thinking about how much they irritate me now. Well, I can see Wasps winning this one. This is that's the hardest one to call out the weekend, I think. Um, but yes, let's, let's, say, let's say Bath win. If if Bath win, how would it leave it? For the for the fourth, fifth, sixth, if all our predictions go to plan, if Northampton win, if Quinns win, if Sale win, Sale and win, win and Bath win, it's kind of as you were. Yeah, pretty much. The Wasps only thing down. Wasps drop a place, but everyone else kind of stays in the same order because all that middle Northampton in fourth, Harlequins in fifth, Sale in sixth, and Bath currently in eighth by one point, all just jump up by four or five points. Mm. The only question would come if. Northampton or Quinns do or don't get winning bonus points. That that is what could change it slightly. I mean, who Quinns have got? Oh, Tigers. Yeah, that's going to be a big win for Quinns. It's going to be a huge win for Quinns. Uh, Our Welford Road, though, right? No. Stoop. Stoop. Oh, Tigers have got no hope. Yeah. No hope. There you, we go. You would have thought that we'd be talking about Tigers at such disparaging 11th. terms. They're 11th. And it, it. From from what is changing for next season. There's not much that I can see that he's yeah, actually going to change this La- funk. Lavanini. Lavanini is a great signing. Uh, he's, he's not going to change that team. He's not going to fundamentally change that they've team. They've got five guys lined up, from what, what well, I understand. Well, they named three last week. Yeah. Um, I've heard the big prop from Racing. The very big prop. Oh, oh, the ben, one with the bleached blonde hair. What's his name? Tammy Fanua. Tammy Fanua. Yeah. Talfi Fanua, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I've I've heard that. But I've heard well. Subsequent to hearing that, I've heard no, you know, f- further movements. Um, Jordan Talfua is a good player. That is a very good player. Crusaders six slash eight. No, he's a very good player. No idea. Yeah, he's handy. Yeah, he's oh, why they probably don't need Mark Wilson. Yeah. Oh, we did say. So I was watching a bit of Super Rugby on Saturday morning when I was nursing my hamstring and uh, playing with young Thomas. I was watching my beloved uh, Hurricanes. Absolutely smash yeah, the, did, the cheese. They? It was it's a beat down, but Jordy Barrett scored well in the first ten minutes. Scored two class tries, and someone I can't remember who it was on Twitter asked us to do some analysis of the second try, which was it's it's difficult to analyse because basically Jordy Barrett did what um, the fast kid in under 13s rugby does <laughs> which is he picked up the ball on the halfway line the Chiefs defence didn't 
push up particularly aggressively and they left a massive overlap on the right hand side their right hand side Jordy Barrett's left and Jordy just kind of went on a long arcing run looking for space looking for space looking for oh found the space running just so simple so bad by the Chiefs but so simple for someone as quick uh, as Jordy Barrett and evidently he is quite quite quite, quite quick because I do think of him as basically how Jordy is, a, is well, the tall one the tall fullback yeah, 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 like you don't you sort of gallop but you don't yeah. look, you, don't, you don't look rapid but you he, he's yeah. so he's quick enough to play on the wing for the All Blacks that's quite quick isn't it so, I guess. <laughs> fairly fairly, fairly. Yeah, he, he's also 6 foot 5 so he doesn't look as, it doesn't look like he's travelling as quick as he is. So what we're we talking about here, we're we talking about like the New Zealand uh, Ollie Cuthbert. Um, Ollie Cuthbert. Alex Cuthbert. I went to school with Ollie Cuthbert. Um, a bit better than that. Because how, how much better? Well, he can play fifteen. Player. He can play thirteen. You know, multi-positional. He, he can't play tight head prop like your good self. No, no. He uh, he has a few strings to his bow. Uh, that's a good question. And, anyone, and he's only he's only twenty two years old. Anyone know what happened to Alex Cuthbert? Alex Cuthbert. He's not playing for Exeter currently. Well, he, he, was, he, he was in the um, A-team squad yeah. a, a couple of weeks ago. So I thought this was going to be one of the, one of those genius signings. I thought Cuthbert... Who in our fancy rugby draft picked up Alex Cuthbert? Because that, that, that would be a dreadful pick-up. And I bet someone picked him up quite high up. Relatively there. early, yeah. Relatively early in the draft. Sorry, I've, I've picked on a very sore point mentioning fantasy rugby draft. Oh, uh, don't We're, start. So it's our semi-finals this weekend... I mean, I, I finished mediocre mid-table, so I wasn't involved either in the playoff for the cup, the championship, uh, or the playoff for the wooden spoon. JB, however, was involved in the wooden spoon playoff. Did I win? And lost his semi-final matchup. So you are in the loser bowl. Oh no! I guess you're, you're in the market for least valuable player, which you were in the domestic season, but that could be confirmed via the playoffs as well. I'm not taking it seriously. Uh, You're this saying, year, oh, yeah. next year, next how, year. How did you get on last year when you took it very seriously? <laughs> I, I did not take it. <laughs> well, the first year I was in it, uh, I think I found that I made the semis. So uh, you know, it, I just haven't. So you're getting progressively worse. Uh, no, I've just, uh, look, I've had a bad year. Okay, but, <laughs> two bad years. Yeah, but unlike uh, Leicester, three bad years. Unlike do, you, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what the consistent factor has been in the last two bad years? Go on. Selecting. Loads a disproportionate I, amount of sales. Seventy percent of sales. Because I've got a pretty nifty strategy for next draft. <laughs> <laughs> pretty nifty. Yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm missing one or two. If, um, I, if I, AJ was a good, uh, should have been a great signing. Uh, I should have gone for Faf. That, that, that's where I went wrong. If I had Faf, I'd be all right. You, <laughs> you were you were nearly a thousand points behind me at the end of the season. Faf's worth a couple hundred. <laughs> who was the most valuable fantasy rugby draft player, or who has been? Uh, don't know actually. It must be Naravoro. Must be Naravoro. But anyway, Phil has had his semi-final. Uh, Phil has been the dominant player. Cordero. 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 There yeah. you go. Phil has been the dominant player in our league. Has, has been our uh, had the best domestic regular season record. In the first leg of his semi-final, was trailing by forty nine. Forty nine point three. Forty nine point three. deficit to make up this weekend. He made up. The vast majority of that deficit, but well, ninety nine point nine percent. I made up forty nine point two points, and so I finished in, in two two rounds. Two hundred fifty four point four loses to two hundred fifty four point five. Wow, sickening! After being finishing second in the world, uh, being top points scoring our league comfortably all season, I'm out again. <laughs> um, 
Ugh. I'm just going to put not a shot Alex Cuthbert um, went first pick on round four. <laughs> he, went, he went 40th in the draft. Wow. To Ratzenberg. Mm, who's going to be in the loser so, bowl with you? I'm going to um, make, not a shout out as such, but something I think is interesting. If you're a rugby fan and you're on Twitter and you're following various people, uh, follow Rupert Moon on, on Twitter. Now, Rupert Moon, obviously the ex-Wales scrum half, ex, um, ex-Scarlet's... Um, and also, formerly of RGC, general manager. Is he good in the Neville Southall kind of way? No, he's not. It's the most bizarre... Twi- it, I, the guy never seems to miss an opportunity for a photo, ever. So here he is, dress, dressing up uh, in pantomime. Uh, yesterday he was... He was um, he was presenting at the darts, you know, the Welsh Championship of darts, as if it was like the biggest event of all time. That's him with a with a pirate's hat on there, and then this just goes on and on and on. Here he is, here he is running a race for charity. Uh, the guy has about twenty different lives. It's uh, yeah, it's a pretty bizarre follow. Oh, here he is in 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 Bangor tasting bread. Uh, yeah, loves loves. Oh, there he is. Uh, 20th of June, t- uh, t- 2000, t- 2019, presenting the darts uh, for the best Welsh Welsh darts players that there are. Does that work your appetite? <laughs> Should do. Before oh, oh, sorry, that's him with Frank Bruno. <laughs> Go on. Before we finish, quick shout-out to Gareth Morgan on Twitter, who has sent... What's the fan, Gareth Morgan? Is that the guy? He sent a picture of him drinking, uh, drinking a Negroni... He said it's absolutely vile, horrendous drink, <laughs> but he has dressed up in his uh, Munster Away supporters get-up. Oh, lovely. Oh, wonderful. To do so. So, cheers, Gareth. Thank you. Gareth. Awesome. We're at Rugby Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. Go and watch the video. Have a look at the wonderful Royal Navy Canterbury jersey that I'm wearing and the, the, flesh, or, the flesh-coloured top that JB's wearing. <laughs> uh, or, if you want, you go onto the the RF website and you get all of their kit there. I'm, I'm going to buy myself one, uh, one of the training tops. And some of the army. Get in touch with Phil. Yeah. Or, uh, and also, go to, go to akumashops.com slash eggchasers yes. and get the best eggchasers gear. Definitely do that. The See best. you on the next one. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.